0: hey good evening everyone and welcome to sunday night local it's sunday the 15th of november and this tonight is the 10th session and the final session of our series on the fruit of the holy spirit And i'm really excited because tonight we have pastor sean finch sharing the word with us and he is speaking on the fruit of the spirit of self-control that aspect of the fruit of the Holy Spirit and um, I'm really really looking forward to hearing what Sean has got to say tonight so hopefully as you tune in tonight um, you're going to be as excited as me and we're going to all have open hearts and we'll be ready to receive from God from what the Holy Spirit wants to speak to us through the Word of God tonight so welcome to everyone If you're just joining us, um, we're just going to chat for a couple of minutes. I've got a couple of things to let you know about. And then we'll be going into Sean's teaching tonight on self-control. So the first thing I wanted to remind you about is the kindness movement. We would love you to be a part of the kindness movement this Christmas. And that simply involves us as a church family pledging acts of kindness that we're prepared to do for our community this Christmas time. So we pledge in November, we then make a catalogue of acts of kindness available to our community during the month of December and then people can choose which act of kindness they would like for their family or their household or as an individual Um, and uh, then we fulfil those acts of kindness during the month of December or afterwards if um, that's not possible in December. So I just want to encourage everyone of You, our Portsmouth congregation of Family Church to get involved with the kindness movement this Christmas. This is our outreach to the community this Christmas, along with um, the amazing work of the Food Bank and Baby Basics and uh, the Christmas food hampers that we're going to be putting together. Um, We're not having a Christmas service this year as a congregation. We are having our online Christmas service on Sunday the 20th of December. But in terms of our outreach to our local community, this is it. It's the kindness movement. So please get involved with that. And the next thing I wanted to mention is that next Sunday, um, Sunday Night Local is going to look different because it's not Sunday Night Local. It is Refocus, um, which we did, I think, last time about six months ago. We had a Refocus meeting and it was for everyone that is part of our church family, all of the congregations to come together together to hear Pastor Andy and Gina um, speak, they're going to share vision, they're going to share the Word of God with us, um, vision concerning what this season's all about, vision concerning what the next season where we believe God's taken us as a church, we've got some updates for you and also um, we are going to hear from each of our local congregational pastors so they're going to take some time each to share. With you as well, so I'm really looking forward to next Sunday evening. It's going to be still on YouTube, um, so go to the Family Church FC Live YouTube channel and um, you'll see Sunday Night Local Refocus being broadcast um, next Sunday evening at eight o'clock as well. Brilliant! And then after that, Sunday the 29th, we'll be doing Sunday Night Local online as normal, and then after that, the Sunday the 6th of December. I'm really hoping that we'll be able to go back to our in-person gatherings again. Um, as I've said before, we are committed wholeheartedly to working within government guidelines at this time, but also um, doing everything that we're permitted to do within those guidelines. So if the government says that we can gather, gather, we will. And um, obviously our, our um, Desire and responsibility is to make uh, such gatherings available to people if people want to come fantastic if people don't want to come if people would rather watch online that's also absolutely fine but we do hope that um, many people will come because actually just being together is just a wonderful experience and we can't wait Um, 25th of October we had our first one it was great and we'd love to see people come on the 6th of December Assuming that's what we're able to do on that time. So um, we'll give you more details about that over email. Hopefully you've all been reading my weekly emails. I've I've now decided to go to a midweek email. Um, it seems to work better in terms of, kind of getting the information out that I want to get out. So make sure you look for your emails. Don't forget there's parenting courses coming up. There's the kindness movement. We're doing Zoom before and after the service on Sundays now. And loads of other stuff happening. So please, please engage with everything that we are doing. So it is now time to hand over to Sean. He is going to be speaking tonight, as I said at the very beginning, on the aspect of the fruit of the Spirit known as self-control. And I'm really excited about what Sean's going to share with us tonight. So we're going to transfer over to Sean now. He's going to be speaking to us from his home. See you later. God bless. Enjoy.
1: Good evening Family Church, Portsmouth, hope you are all doing well. Um, You join me here in my dining room tonight um, where it's my privilege to be able to share the Word of God with you. Um, We've had some incredible teachings over the last few weeks um, or several weeks regarding the fruit of the Spirit Um, and tonight I'm going to be sharing um, an aspect of the Spirit on self-control. So it's going to be a good evening, Um, why don't you grab a cup of tea Sit down. um, And what we're going to do, we're going to pray and then we're going to let God speak to us tonight. So, Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Thank you that it brings transformation to our lives. It challenges us and it causes us to want to go deeper into you. Father, bring transformation tonight. We ask that your Holy Spirit would lead us, lead this uh, teaching, inspire us and cause us to want to grow closer to you. Father, we just pray less of us and more of you. Father, we thank you that tonight we'll be challenged and we will be a light to this world. In Jesus' name, amen. Fantastic. Well, yes, so tonight we're going to be speaking on self-control. And before I do, why don't we just read Galatians 5, 22 to 23 and uh, we'll talk about what the Holy Spirit brings. We've we've heard this over the last few weeks, um, but I just want to remind us of, of it. So Paul's encouraging uh, the church of Galatia, and he says this, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. So, the very last one on the list that he uh he shares is self-control. Um, now, I don't think they're in any particular particular order, but I do believe they are all manifestations of a life lived by the Holy Spirit. Now, for me, every time I hear teachings on um, the fruit of the spirit, I'm always drawn to a word of submission. God always reminds me of it, and it's a really, really important word. When it comes to living a life by the Holy Spirit, submission. Pastor Stu's, I know he shared on it as well, um, being submitted to the Holy Spirit. And it's a really important aspect, I believe, regarding any of the fruit of the Spirit. And so I'm going to quickly read from John 15, which I'm sure you have all heard many times. But it's such a beautiful picture that Jesus gives us of our relationship and our communion we have with him. So in verse 1 of John 15, it says, I am the true vine. My father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that does not produce fruit. And he prunes the branches that do bear fruit. So they will produce even more. You have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. Remain in me and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit. It is severed from the vine, and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Wow, so that's up to verse 4. So John 15 from 1 verse 1 to 4. Some incredible wisdom in there that Jesus has given us. But I just want to stop there because a couple times he mentions fruit and being fruitful. And you can't be fruitful unless you remain in him. And in fact, God removes branches that don't produce fruit. And so What's Jesus saying when he says remain in him? Well, the word to remain or abide in the New King James, it will say abide in me. It means to stay in relationship or to stay. Translated to stay, but it can mean to stay in relationship too. So Jesus is saying that when you stay in relationship with me and I with you, you will be fruitful. And we want to be fruitful Christians. We want to have the Spirit's fruit shining out of us because that's what's going to cause us to be a difference in this world when we live not according to the ways of the world but according to the spirit's ways which will produce a fruit in our lives and we're going to look at this in a bit more so although I am speaking on self-control I'm very much excited to be speaking about really how to submit your life to God because in that we'll find I believe the key to seeing the fruit of the spirit especially self-control manifested in your life so let's have a quick look in James 4, 7. James 4, 7. We come to um, this verse and James is actually correcting um, the people here. And he's, he's talking to them as if they have this relationship with the world. And he's saying to them, how can you still be in relationship with the world and yet expect God to do certain things in your life? Don't you know that friendship with the world is enemy, is enemy to God? And I don't mean that like not having friends and not being kind to people. But when you want things that are worldly, I don't think God still has room to move in your life in that situation. And James is correcting them here when he says, like, you ask for things, but you ask ask of them for the wrong reasons. Like they're coming to God for the wrong with the wrong motive and the wrong heart. And he actually comes to verse seven and he says, Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. And so it's almost like he's encouraging them to humble themselves. Stop striving for those other stuff, the stuff that's meaningless. Humble yourself before God. Resist the devil. And when you resist the devil, he'll flee from you. And I think these are really key points when it comes to um, what we're trying to get across when it comes to a manifestation of the fruit of the spirit in our lives. The first bit is submitting. It's such an important word when it comes to seeing anything in our lives growing God. We need to submit to God. And again, the word submit in its translation, in its Greek translation, actually means to obey. So we're called to obey God. And I'm not talking about, oh, I went to church on Sunday. oh, I did what you told me to do, God. I'm talking about when we wake up on a Monday morning and our hearts are a fluttering between all kinds of stuff and it's like in those quiet moments in the moments when no one's looking we're called to be obedient in that and there is a really key point that I want to speak about that leads on from this which James says resist the devil and he will flee from you resisting is a massive part of what we need to do now when we submit to God It actually means that we're submitting to the Spirit's leading in our life. So if I submit myself to you, Lord, I'm submitting myself to your leading in every area of my life. Now, on the flip side, resisting the devil means to resist the devil's leading in our lives because we have the platform and the ability to allow him to take us a place to a place that is not good for us. Now, I believe God calls us to a place of resistance. And I always get that picture of someone who's in the gym when it comes to um, resistance, because like lifting weights is a resistance training. We also need to have that in our lives spiritually. You know, we could ask God to remove everything and it'd be really easy. And I never had to grow in anything. And it was just simple. But there has to be a resistance in our life. We have to. The enemy will come. He did it with Jesus. Jesus was taken For 40 days he fasted and he was taken into the wilderness by the Spirit, the Spirit's leading. And there the enemy met him and the enemy tempted him. And Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit and the manifestation of self control, resisted the devil and became strong in the Spirit. And it's his resisting that built him up even stronger. And it's the same for us when we resist the devil, we become stronger and we become bigger and and more built and we grow that that extra that extra muscle in the spirit and so it's really important it's not just a thing oh you just got to resist the devil it is a really important thing that actually the enemy is going to come and tempt us the enemy is going to come and try and tempt us into all kinds of manner of things but it's our job as spirit-filled people to resist the devil and And let the spirits leading in our life be what we're submitted to and submitting to God um, and allowing that to be who we are. Now, um, we're going to take a look at a few things in a minute regarding like how we can get caught up in this in this world we live in regarding um, certain things, um, certain things that we may be tempted in, um, certain areas where we may struggle in. But I just want to make a point as well regarding You know, ourselves, our body will usually demonstrate who's leading us. Our physical actions will show it. So, you know, just because I turn up to church on a Sunday doesn't mean I'm walking according to the Spirit's living. Just because I um, may worship and and listen to worship music and, and tune in now and again doesn't mean I'm listening to the Spirit's leading in the rest of my life. And so it's really important that we are aware that actually God wants us to be submitted fully. And it's not just about one part of our life being submitted to God, but it's the whole part of our life. And um, Romans 8, I'm going to take a quick look at Romans 8, where Paul encourages encourages us like he always does, and it says Romans 8 verses 5 and 6. It says those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. But, the Spirit contr- but letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. It's such great wisdom. So when we allow the sinful nature... The, the very part of us that, you know, died when we gave our life to Christ. When we allow that to become and the things of this world to dominate our thought life and maybe things we're watching or maybe things that just everyday life things that are really affect us. When we allow those kind of things to control our mind, Paul says that that leads to death. And what does it mean? It doesn't mean that I'm not going to wake up tomorrow. What it means is that we don't have the life. Remember, Jesus said that those um branches that aren't connected to the true vine in relationship are actually dead and so we become kind of useless in the way in which we do our christianity because there's no power in it because there's no um there's just death but what i love is that paul says but letting the spirit control your mind leads to life and peace and i love that see when you allow the spirit to lead you will see it in a person's life they will be living it not by striving or trying but because the fruit is evident that their life is peaceful that the way they are is gentle that they're loving that they are kind that they're generous and they have a self-control about who they are not because they've done a one two three course how i can be the better person, but because they've submitted their life to the leading of the Holy Spirit. See, Christianity, for a lot of people outside of church and relationship with God, they see it as a religious act where it's all about yourself trying to do something to try and get God to be pleased with us. But we know as Holy Spirit-filled Christians, that's, that's not the truth. The truth is that God has done everything for us. He has made a way which was impossible for anyone else other than him. And he's made that way for us. And he calls us to a life of obedience to the spirit, which is all we, all we need to do is be following the leading of the spirit in our everyday lives. And, and he promises us that we're going to be fruitful and that our lives will be peaceful in our minds. Life outside could always be trouble. Life will always bring storms, but inside we can have peace inside we can have a calmness that the world can't offer not because we're striving to do it but because we've submitted on the inside of who we are to the Holy Spirit's leading and with that comes peace with that comes love and with that will come self-control and I'm going to share a bit towards the end of a testimony of my own life where I really did see this happen Um, and I don't think any kind of medical science can really explain that. It. it was a supernatural thing that happened to me. But like I go back to saying regarding Romans, when Paul encourages us that those that live according to the flesh, you, you, you walk in that kind of death state in the mind and you won't reap anything good and you will be unfruitful. But when you allow the Spirit's leading in our lives, we have a life of peace, a life of fruitfulness, And actually, don't we want that in our lives? Don't we want a life where it's not striving and, and trying and that kind of frustration that comes because we're not seeing what we want to see? But actually, when you submit to the Spirit's leading, it's like there's a rest that comes upon you, that there's a peace that the world can't offer. And I want that more than anything. So. For me again submitting to the spirit is a practice that i do on a daily basis it's something that when i wake up i want the holy spirit to be welcomed in and i i want to i want to submit myself to god and i want to say like god you have the leading today in all the ways i acknowledge you i, I want to submit to your ways and not walk in the ways of the world and the ways that i feel is right and through and, and in that over the years i've seen That a heart of anger can be turned into a soft heart of of gentleness And, and it comes from that submission to the spirit. Now, again, like I said, I wanted to have a look at a few things that in this world we can struggle with. And I don't believe there needs to be a struggle anymore with it. So the first thing I want to look at quickly and... These are just topics. I haven't got scriptures to, 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 to share with you on every topic. I just want to encourage you in them because the, the true answer to them is submission to the spirit. Um, now in. Uh, yes, yeah, so sorry. So, yeah. So the first thing that I think is something you probably have experienced, it may be something you struggle with. And it may be something you've been, especially in workplaces that you've been around and felt uncomfortable in. And that's gossip. Um, and we need a self-control a spirit control. Let's call it God control. Let's be real. When we're submitting to God, we don't need self-control. We need God to be in control of who we are and we want him to be in control. And now gossip is one of those things that I just, I can't stand gossip. I don't like it. It's one of those things I just feel really uncomfortable when I'm around it and when you hear it. And it's something that God doesn't want us to be a part of. He wants us to have self-control over that kind of area of our life. Gossip doesn't do anyone good. Um, and if you haven't got in my opinion anything good to say about someone we need to learn to either speak to the person or have a self-control about what we need to say don't be caught in that because I think when you are submitted to the spirit truly you will not want to gossip but when we're caught in the worldly ways that gossip is a part of this world it is a part of the world gossip is that but it's not a part of who God is And so I think it's really important if that's something we're struggling with, that I don't want you to go away and think I need to stop gossiping. What I want you to do is say, Holy Spirit, I submit to you in every area of my life. And just watch the desire change within you to want to be that person that gossips. So that's the first thing I think, again, I'm just calling out is gossip. We need a self-control regarding that. The next is a massive one and it's huge across every area of, of, of life, you know, male and female, is lust. We live in a world that is just everything is 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 about looks and it, and it, and it's thrown in our faces on a daily basis. And if we're not careful, that that lustfulness can can really creep in and it is not of God. You know, It is not what God wants us to have a heart full of, a heart full of lust after things and after people. And so, again, I'm not saying to you, go away and read a book on how not to be lustful. What I'm asking you to do is so much easier, is to submit to the spirit's leading in your life and watch the desire for the lust disappear. Because ultimately what happens as you resist it. The devil, what did we learn? He flees from us. So he will come to try and tempt you. But as you resist and build that strength up in you to resist, the enemy will flee. You will become stronger and the desire for lust will not be there. So it's really important that we submit to the spirit's leading because the spirit won't lead you to lust. It will not lead you to lust. It will lead you to love. But it will not lead you to lust. And then the next one. Again, it's something, you know, in society now, especially, you know, Christians, we, we want to have uh, self-control regarding this area. And it's finances. We want to be good stewards of what God's given us. And I think um, having self-control with finances is really important. And we're all on journeys. And I'm not saying by the end of this, you will go away and, and, and you know, by next week you need to have had all these things sorted out. No, it's the journey. The God's gracious enough to give us the time and the journey. But I want to bring to light the revelation that for me is how I've been living and 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 walking with God is that our finances is an area of we need to submit to God in. You know, tithing. I think tithing is so important when we bring up the first 10th of what we own into the house of God. But also, there can be a lack of self-control when it comes to spending. And again, it can almost come under lust, the lust for things and the desire of materialism. We need to gain self-control. God doesn't want you to be caught up with being led to need to buy stuff all the time and, you know, and to be so out of control with with your finances. He actually wants you to be in control of them. He wants to be able to do good things so that we can be led to be to do good things with our finances, you know, for our families and for others. And so I think it's really important in the era of finance that we need to submit to the Spirit's leading because the Spirit isn't going to make you or lead you or tempt you to buy a load of stuff that you didn't need. But the the devil will. You know, the enemy, the Bible says, doesn't it? The devil comes to steal, kill and destroy. He'll take your money. He'll rob you of your house. He'll rob you of everything you've got. He'll take everything away if he can. If you give him that inch, he'll take everything. And so we need to resist, again, to build our muscle up to become strong Christians and watch the power of God manifest in our lives. And these are all things done in the obscure moments. This isn't something done on a platform. This is done behind closed doors. The same as lust. It's the same as gossip. I'm calling it out, but I don't know who you are or or what you may struggle with. But what I am saying is that actually these things need to be in your own private life, brought to submission in the presence of God. The next one which is kind of a more a bigger one that a lot of people may not struggle with and it was something that i really did struggle with was substance misuse you know i i had a big problem with with taking drugs with taking you know with drinking not just normal i didn't drink to to socialize i drunk because i couldn't cope and so drinking was a way of, for me to gain a bit of peace or to gain a bit of kind of clarity for a moment because everything was so scrambled now, substance misuse is not something God wants us to be dominated by. In fact, I think Ephesians 5.18 says, Do not uh, be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. And there we go. Don't drink wine or go after those things. Be filled, submit, come close. Be, let the Holy Spirit have every part of who you are. And I, I think, again, that's so important, you know, because, again, going back to my testimony... I came into church with all of those addictions, but I left church and I'll share a bit at the end without any of those addictions. And it was merely just a matter of not because I tried to let go of them. It was like I submitted to God and God just had every area of my life in that moment completely overwhelmed me. And I had no need for substance misuse anymore where I needed peace. God became my peace, you know, where I needed, um, happiness, happiness. I had joy now. And so in that moment, in that submission to the spirit, everything shifted. And so there was no need. And there came self-control. And there was times when I had to resist, of course, you know, when people hear my testimony and I, I feel that people say, well, why hasn't that happened to me? But it was because I resisted. I didn't just, it didn't just happen. And I was never tempted again, but the enemy came, but I resisted. Then the enemy flees. And then you become strong. And then so in that self-control is developed and it is there, you know, and, and you have a victory over it. But substance misuse, whether even if it's cigarettes, even is something that God doesn't want you to be caught up with. He doesn't want you to be bound by those things. He wants you to be free, you know. He wants you to have the liberty that he's paid for. He's paid for that freedom with his own life and it's yours. Don't let the enemy rob you of it. Submit to the spirit and watch those things lift off of your life. And now the last one, again, this is a really strange one, I suppose, but it's something probably behind closed doors that a lot of people do struggle with. But a lot of people probably don't know about. You you know it, but you don't other people and that's food. Food can be a real big problem for a lot of our lives. That's lack of self-control regarding food. And it could be whether we comfort eat, whether it's a hold it has on us that, it, you know, it makes us feel OK in that moment, secret, and whatever it may be. You know, I don't believe food should dominate who we are to the point where we have no control. You know, and this isn't I'm not saying this isn't for everyone, this might just be for a few people. You know, this is something I grew up with that. Like I was grew up in such a kind of broken state of mind that like I went to food to give me a, a comfort. And uh that's something that I have to go on a journey with God and submit to his spirit. As I submit to his spirit, the self control is there as a fruit of the spirit. It's but if I don't, if I walk in the ways of the world, I allow all of that nonsense to come and it, and, and I would end up walking And doing that kind of stuff. So it's about submitting to the spirit. And so again, just to go over those gossip, lust, finances, um, substance misuse, misuse and and, and food. All these, this area of life. We have uh, a choice to submit to the spirit or choose to follow the ways of the world. Both have different paths. One leads to fruit. One leads to fruitlessness leads to death. One needs to life and peace. And this is, I'm not talking salvation. I'm talking about your life here on earth, talking about if you follow to the submission of the spirit, your life will be incredible. You will have everyday excitement. You will be um, filled with a joy. Uh, You know, you've been around those people that, you know, those Christians that are so full of joy. My wife's one of them. She's always so full of joy and she's learned to submit to the spirit. And that's we need to be we need we 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 don't want to be caught and warped and bound by something that Christ has set us free from we don't want to be bound by all these traits of the world we're called to be a light of the light to the world we're not called to darkness we're called to light and we're called to be different the world won't recognize us because we are of the spirit but if the world recognizes us then what are we walking with we must be walking with the world we're called to stand out amongst the crowd amongst the crowd You know, we're called to be soul winners. As Pastor Andy's new book, we are called, if we want to be soul winners, we can't walk according to the flesh. We need to walk in submission to the Holy Spirit, in submission to his leading in our everyday lives. So I know I'm speaking on self-control and I know that is the topic of this, but it's so much more because it's about submitting to the Spirit. You know, I could talk about how you can get self-control, but I don't know if in your own works or own effort you will ever get there. But when you submit to the spirit, what naturally occurs is self-control because it's a fruit produced of the life that you're living. It's not something that you have worked out how to do and you're doing it in your own strength and trying to do it. It's natural. It's a natural aspect of a life lived by the fruit of the uh, by the Holy Spirit is that you will have self-control as you walk in it so I encourage you this week family church to wake up in the morning or whenever you're listening this to this whether it's throughout the week is to get your life lined up with the spirit you know there might be areas and you might fail some days you know and you might get it wrong but we can come to God knowing he is grace he's gracious towards us he's merciful and we can say God I submit myself to you Resist that devil when he comes knocking, just resist him. Just like you'll be at the gym and it's hard work, and sometimes you might not see you're not seeing anything, and then one day, bang, you've got those big old biceps. Because you've put time and effort in, but actually it's not overnight. Your resistance and the resistance training will take time, but it will grow you and develop you to be a powerful Christian, a powerful man, a woman of God um, that can make a real difference in this world. And so just to finish I just wanted to finish on this one little testimony I had you know regarding self-control I had no control over who I used to be at all when I before I was a Christian I used to look at myself in the mirror genuinely terrified of who I was because I felt like I had no control over who I was at all like I felt like I, at any point I could flip out at someone or I could I could just just lose it and so my emotions my um, everything about who I was, I just felt like I had no control, and I came to the end of myself. I struggled. I had all these problems, addictions, and um, really bad ways about life, and I just broke down. and 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 one thing led to another, and I, I ended up coming to church. I was I was desperate, and I was like, I didn't know any other way, and I knew someone who came to church, and I came to church, and and I found God. And it wasn't like I came and I found a community of people and thought, oh, I just I want to be a part of a community of people. I, I had a moment where I encountered God in, in such a real way and I knew I needed Jesus more than anything else. And when I gave my life to Christ, you know, you see people putting your hand up and people would have just seen me putting my hand up. But inside was this transition. You know, the old life was gone and the new had begun. And my life in that moment became completely, I just... I chose God and my life became submitted to that to the spirit of God and I remember leaving in that moment and my life was completely different I had no as I said before need to want to have drink drugs or anything like that I had the desire was gone and I can only say that was a miracle of God but it was a supernatural encounter with God and a submission to the spirit see when you submit to the spirit those things will shift but when we flirt with the flesh and we have a bit of that and a bit of this, you'll you'll live in this muddy middle ground where you'll never see in the benefit of 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 being a spirit filled Christian. You'll never see the fruit. You'll never get in there. You'll never and you, you, you'll always say, "Well, why hasn't it happened to me?" But do you know what? When we submit to the Spirit, truly miracles will happen. Self control, gentleness, kindness, all those things. I used to be a person that hated everyone. I walked out of church on a Sunday morning and I was in love with everyone. My heart was changed. I was transformed. That's miraculous because of what happens when you submit to the Spirit's leading. So I encourage you this week, family church, to submit to the Spirit's leading in every area of your life. Take time out to ask God, God, is there an area of my life where I know I need to submit to you? Where maybe I haven't given you that area. Whether it's one of the ones I've read out or there's another area where you know, I encourage you to have That moment with God where you say, God, I'm going to give it to you and I'm going to resist the devil and I'm going to watch you do a miracle in my life. So take care, family church. Have a great week um, and I'll see you soon.